Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me. Nothing to talk about. Actually, bumped it and went louder on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast keyboard's only as good as the monkey that's using it. <laughs> user errors user errors i hope all of our sound is good i think it is I believe so Mine, mine's muted i can hear you you can hear me yep. and then hopefully when Danny goes in i did see that the facebook for um the diablo members is working not working it, it says it looks like broadcast was deleted on facebook try creating uh, a new broadcast Diablo peeps, just watch it on YouTube. Is there a way to connect it? Oh, no, it's going. Is it? Yeah, it's up there. It's up there, but it's got a little exclamation. Oh, go live there. Yeah, go live, and it comes right back. I just removed the destination. Remove. Delete on Facebook. Remove. And then add. There we go. Okay. Add comes to a schedule later. Thank oh. you, Paulina. YouTube is good. Okay, good. That is helpful. That's always helpful information. Right. We've had it, enough. It's on it's on uh, it's on Facebook now. Good. At least we have one person telling us. Yeah. <laughs> so any Sakamoto's coming on before we did before we got into any Sakamoto, we're gonna really quickly um talk about the my tweet and then Dave Castro mentioned something. We're gonna try and get Dave on the podcast. Um, I don't know if that's a possibility, but I got to at least have a conversation with him because he addressed it and it was regarding teams at the games. Kind of called you out. Well, call, call me out. As, so someone sent him the tweet um, and he said, it's time. My tweet was, it's time to end the CrossFit Games affiliate team competition. And I did tag CrossFit Games, not thinking that, <laughs> that it would draw any attention. It would come back Look, around. I don't, I don't have a huge Twitter following. I kind of, that's where I go on a rant and I vent and sometimes I'm, you know, wrong and, and I'm open to correction anytime, but I said it's time to end the CrossFit Games affiliate team competition. Instead, let's revive the invitational international team format. Yeah. Held at the after the games with the teams comprised of the best athletes representing a country or region. Now, Jamie and not I, the affiliate cup, though. Just a no, team competition. No, 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 just a team yeah. competition by yeah. country or region. Yeah. Similar to what they've done in the past that were where the stands were packed and they were exciting. Yeah. Because there was only four or five teams representing North America, representing international in some cases. And it was an invitational, so you have a bunch of rock stars on the oh, team. Oh, yeah, the best right, best athletes. So yeah. so people get a chance to see their favorite athletes yeah. and you see them uh, working together. And there was a lot of drama, a lot of competition. And, they, and here's, here's what prompted this. Well, one, two things prompted it. My tweet was one, the affiliate competition is has low attendance. It's hard to understand, hard to follow. In in my estimation, my own particular it's it's boring, but I've been doing this a long time. So granted, it may be exciting for other people. For me, it's just not exciting to watch anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but I listened to a podcast that Jason Kalipa and Rich Froning were on yeah. with Savon. And one of the things that Jason drew attention to was his jersey on the wall that was from the internet, uh, the international. Mm -hmm. and then on the wall behind Rich that, yeah. was the picture of the international team. Oh, it was. Yeah, but the different year, it, like, and Rich said, "I don't even know where my medals are for the games, but that is on my wall, and it makes me the most proud." And that's cool. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, you know what? I do. I remember. I remember how exciting those were. It. I mean, we looked forward to it when they came. Yes. On. And it, and they had huge viewership. So that was what prompted that conversation mm-hmm. or that tweet that, that I sent. Like the affiliate cup has become uh, very diluted mm-hmm. because athletes are traveling all around the world. They're not really become. Some, in many cases, a lot of those athletes aren't really members of the community they're going there and yeah. they're training for the required amount of time but then when the season's over they're gone yeah they're gone and maybe maybe they're not right maybe some yeah you know, some stay like down at invictus the invictus team most of the invictus team still mm-hmm. train there full time yeah and that's cool yeah look and and cj does a great job of managing it but other affiliates it's not well, so much last year's mayhem team after rich retired yeah the, the, the girls went off and joined the proven yeah so i mean they all they all go their own separate way and it's because they're competitive athletes yes my point being that the the, the notion of affiliate team is lost mm. because it's not the affiliate team in the true sense of the word that it used to be where yeah. it was really athletes participating mm. and i understand that's a progression of sport everybody's gotten better the competition level is heightened so everybody wants to bring in the best athletes you need you got a weakness on your team you bring you bring someone yeah. from the outside yeah that happens, but it's diluted the value of the affiliate cup. So yeah. that was the purpose of my tweet. And I think CrossFit for the most part needs, if they're going to focus on what makes CrossFit games the best, which is the fittest athletes in the world competing to be the fittest athlete chosen as the fittest athlete in the world, then they need to focus on that. That mm-hmm. will draw the biggest spectators. CrossFit games has become a spectator sport. It has evolved, which is cool because it becomes now an entity that CrossFit has that is valuable for the investors, Mm -hmm. but it also is a place that gets eyeballs on CrossFit and then they can leverage that as he, Don even said this to draw people into the affiliates. Mm -hmm. So that CrossFit games has become a spectator sport. Anything else that's there around it while the CrossFit games are happening is, is a, in my estimation is a distraction. And that includes masters. It includes the teens. It includes the Adaptive. adaptive athletes and it includes the teams with them. And, and that's not, I'm not insulting the, the, those things because all of there are amazing stories in all of those things. All of them. I, you know, I've I experienced and talked to many of the athletes and their family members and saw some of those things. It was amazing. But it doesn't draw eyeballs. Yeah. Like, and if you, all you have to do is go to YouTube, pull up day three of the CrossFit Games, look at the team, team mm-hmm. viewership versus the, the age groups no it, it, uh, the, versus, the teams versus the oh i see what you mean versus, versus the the, and yeah yeah the numbers are very different oh my god <laughs> don't even pull up the age, the age groups because yeah it, that's biased because well this especially this last year you yeah, can't be, even right you can't tell right you can't compare because of the screw up of crossfit's part and and how they how they just how they uh did the viewership yeah or the broadcast, but uh, for the teams they did a full broadcast in day three mm-hmm. and it's and it's literally one tenth one tenth of the eyeballs and i would argue that there's only one that, that one tenth is a high number because people were probably looking for the individual athletes and it's ended possible. up watching the teams yeah but you, you that's not a profitable product uh-uh. so you got all these judges you got way more judges you got way more support staff you got way more equipment it is it's more expensive to put the teams on in in, a, in in an individual event than it is to put on the individual athletes so why so why have it so just what i'm saying to crossfit is and I think they're going to do this anyway, mm-hmm. but focus on the product that is amazing yeah. that we all want to see. Yeah. And let the rest of the, let the, let the community or other company perhaps run the other competitions. Yeah. 
and license them and maybe collect a fee for it. It would be great to see the affiliate cup come back into the affiliates. I mean, we talked about this, like from a community standpoint, you know, building it up more of a local regional level and taking it from there. But it's hard to excel and grow one thing amazing when you're still being, like you said, being distracted, the, the logistics on putting together team. Now you're adding more programming, going to watch them. I, I mean, after the individuals finished their only lift on um, at the games, going back to watch the team, it was, it was, it was kind of disheartening just to see like how empty the stands were. Yeah. All the vendors were closing up. It was just like, okay, well this, this is not doing, cause I enjoy the teams. They're, they're fun. It's a fun experience, especially when you are on a team. But when it comes down to going to watch the games and the teams at the games, it's not the same experience as it used to be. One of the things, so there's a great book called Sports Illusion, Sports Reality, written by a sports writer many years ago. And he, and he defined the components that go into making a very good spectator sport. And one of those things is being able to understand what's happening on the field and then, and then have consistency and follow it. That's easier with the individual athletes. Yes. You know what the we we know what the standards are for a chest bar pull up. We know what the standards are for bar muscle up. We know when they're doing bar muscle ups, what they're doing. We know when they're doing ring muscle ups. We know what they're doing. We know how they're scoring. We know the rest. We can watch because it it's only one athlete and versus another athlete versus another athlete. When it's a team, and say it's a um, they're doing a warm squ- warm squat, you get the you get the team doing the warm squat, and there's a no rep. We have no idea. Was it the top? Was it the bottom? Was yeah. it the last athlete? Was it the middle Shit. athlete? Half the time, the athletes don't even know. Well, that's true too, <laughs> right? And so, so that's just one component of several important components that yeah. make a sport viewable and and enticing for a spectator. Yeah, that's just one. There's several other components, and I'll and I'll touch on that. I think more importantly, though, I I, I see Annie joined us. Mm-hmm. She texted me too. I think she's getting all set up. Let's. Uh, why don't you pull her in, and then we'll move on. I'm done. Annie, how are you? <laughs> Great. How are you? Good, oh, Jamie. Yeah. It's so good to see you. I've seen I've seen Craig in passing here and there, but I haven't <laughs> seen you in years. I know it's just so great to see you. Thank you so Good-o. much for coming on too. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he's still working out. <laughs> I know. I follow him on on Instagram. I see. He, you see me lift a barbell at the games here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I won't any i won't see him lift heavy for for weeks at a time there so he'll take breaks from lifting heavy and then he goes to the games we're out in the rv park and he gets roped into heavy clean and jerks at the at the games in the rv parking lot the dirt lot early in the morning it was like 7 30 in the morning yeah, I, I text him Ooh. i go hey graciano and hillary are here they're, they're lifting and you were doing some heavy lifting crossfit wants to film and he comes out boom and then just just crushing and did you get to 300 you got over 300 i got 305 on yeah jamie yeah. <laughs> uh craig i have a surprise for you look at i got another face here for hey, you hey hey <laughs> dude what's up how you guys doing man yeah. Good. I, I, you know, I instantly I get a little bit nervous when I see you because you know I think I'm going to be judged for what I'm saying or how I'm saying it, <laughs> repeating words that I shouldn't be repeating. <laughs> he said he did your L one. My level two. two. Hey, you were my two. level two coach too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Right I, on. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see you, man. Yeah. That was a life. That was a life changing moment and a, and and extremely beneficial. I should tell you this. Extremely beneficial for. Diablo CrossFit. Like I came back from that passionate yeah. about all of our coaches being level two and they all are level twos. Good to hear, man. Yeah. It's, it's my, my favorite seminar too. 
Oh, it's so it's good. It's such a great, yeah. great, um, it's all the, it's the passion of what we do, man. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. You're good at making people cry. Well done. That <laughs> <laughs> was Annie. I just, she, I took a class and I'm crying still. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Thank you. That's so good. It is true though, that I came back from that. I put off my level two forever, Annie. Yeah, and I finally I was like, you know, I need to go do this because I can't do the level one for th the third time or fourth time. Totally, totally. And I, and I did it, and I walked away. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, did it take so long? Yes, I was, I was the same, Craig. I was like, all I need is the L one. I've done this for years. Blah blah blah. And then I did the L two, and I was like, no, everybody should do the L two. Yeah. I mean, everybody should do the L one. They should coach for a little while. I think I like that. Um, and then go to the L2 and be like, oh, that's what I'm not doing. That's what I'm missing. That's yeah. what I need to work on. Don Fall has said recently that, you know, he wants to improve the quality of experience for any, any member going into a CrossFit gym. And he asked the audience out at the games, hey, uh, of affiliate owners, who would feel comfortable sending their mom randomly into any CrossFit gym? And no one raised their hand. And there was like 150 people in the room. And he says, we're, well, he goes, we're going to dress. And I'm trying to think in my head, how are they going to fix that? Like, how do you do that without going out to every single affiliate, telling them what to do, how to do it? And he goes, we're going to start with education. Yep. We're going we're gonna to push education and then reward the affiliates um, and give recognition to those affiliates that are doing the level two and level three. And I thought, well, shit, that will work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That'll work. You make them, you make them level twos. People go to level twos. You get these coaches that are level ones. You go get a level two. They'll be like, oh. I feel like a level two is a good one to kind of repeat too. You know, oh yeah. Cause, Cause then you're getting um, another audit on yourself on how you're coaching stuff. Yep. Are you a flow master still? Me? Yes. I never was. I, I got off the uh, seminar staff when, when my daughter was pretty young, it was just too hard with two kids right. and owning a business. Traveling and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. The travel. Exactly. I just, uh, it's, it's too much for me. I Curtis Bowler just called and asked if I wanted to hop back on seminar staff. And, you know, there's definitely one side of me that's like, I, I miss it. I, I miss those weekends and connecting with people like that. And, you know, getting those emails that are like, you just changed my life. Yeah. Um, but I can't give up my kids or the day to day yeah. of my, of my gym to do it. So you, um, just a quick, uh, piece of trivia too so zach zach interestingly came on and he did my level two mine too yeah and annie, annie was uh one of the coaches at my level one in 2006 oh really yes you and nicole carroll and yeah greg glassman was doing was the was one of the instructors he he was starting to give up some of it but he was he did part of the lectures yep yeah that's that was your first l1 that was my first l1 in 2006 yeah and where were we at the gym here yes at the gym yep now. yep yep, yep. It was yeah. amazing. Still very, again, life-changing, like you said. Totally. Um, you're, you're an owner. You're an athlete. And that was the one. We'll just jump. I got out like about six or seven things that we were going to talk about up on the board, but we can jump around. I want to jump around. The, but I'll stay with the busyness. You, so you just finished a class, huh? Yeah, and you're coaching. <laughs> that was the other thing. And you're coaching. <laughs> she, she couldn't. Annie said, well, I might not be able to be. I might be late for this podcast because I'm coaching. Class. I'm like, holy crap. And you're a commentator. Yeah. 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 I coach, um, at least seven to eight classes a week. And then I, I coach probably another 15 plus in personal training. Really? Yeah. 
I coach a lot. I coach at least four hours every day, if not like five to seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, wow. and are you the sole owner of uh, CrossFit West Santa Cruz? Or is- I am not. I am not. That's one thing that I have vowed to myself is um, I will never own this business by myself. I mean, you yeah. know, Greg, it's, it takes so yes. much to own and run an affiliate. Um, and I just, I don't want to do it by myself. So when we started CrossFit Santa Cruz Central in 2000, we affiliated in 2007. We opened doors in 2008. Um, there was five of us. Um, and then for numerous reasons, different people dropped off. There was just myself and Jimmy Baker left. We brought on two others. One of them left. Um, it was myself, Jimmy, and Helene for years. Um, last year, while I was at the games, um, Helene passed away. Oh, no, sorry. Jimmy passed away before that um, in 2020. Wow. 2021, sorry. And then... Um, Colleen passed in 2022. No, Jimmy was 2020. Colleen was 2022. Um, right before Helene passed, we brought on another partner, and she is currently my partner. So it's myself and Kelly Greco, which is great. We're, we we get along great. Um, How do? Let me ask you just a technical question because we do get affiliates that'll watch this, and I'm kind of like the lean in, lean into the affiliates on these podcasts. How? To me, that's overwhelming the exchange and flow of owners of the affiliate. Do you do do you put together legal documents? Is it part of an LLC? Are there is there money that's transferred back and forth? Is it a buyout exchange? How, how yeah, do you do so all that? We started it as an LLC with five of us. Okay. Um, and we all put, you know, a certain amount in. Um, and that was actually, so that was Jimmy Baker, who, you know, if you've heard Greg Glassman talk about the first gym, it was thanks to Jimmy Baker that that gym opened. It was his first part that opened that gym. Wow. Um, Michelle Moots, who's still on seminar staff. Um, Eva T, who is like the original CrossFit girl. Um, and then Rob Miller, who was the climber, remember shock blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rob messages me from time to time. He does. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then myself, so there was five of us, um, Michelle moved away. Uh, Eva was kind of, she was done with being a CrossFit owner. Um, and then Rob Miller just all of a sudden out of the blue one day walked up and said, I want my buy-in. I'm out. I'm not even to this day, Craig, I don't know what happened there. Um, Yeah. So he left. So that's when it was just down to Jimmy and I, and (laughs) Jimmy and I are the same when it comes to running a business, we were the same. Like we would just give everything away. We needed somebody that was like, no, yeah, you can't, you can't pay your bills if you give away everything. Um, And that's when we brought on Helene. She was incredible. She ran, um, she was like the VP of, a tech company here in, in Santa Cruz for a while. So she loved spreadsheets and, um, you know, P&Ls and balance sheets and all that stuff. So she was perfect for us. Um, and then unfortunately, both of them passed of cancer um, in 2020 and 2022. And so that's when we brought on Kelly. But yeah, there's always been a buy-in, buy-out. Um, we're all a part of an LLC that has changed um, kind of how the percentage of partnership looks over the years um but it sounds like it's worked it has we've been yeah. really lucky it, it's worked yeah and i think that's the key ingredient is that you put the documents together ahead of time which i did with my partner mm-hmm. originally jeremy jones the bio wow. 
the buyout was emotionally difficult because I bought yeah. him out and it was it was emotionally difficult. But we got through it and then afterwards remained friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with my and then my, now my my wife is essentially my partner and thank God because I'm the give it away for free guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so after Jeremy, it was just you since yeah. then. Yes, it's when did you affiliate? Um, in 2006 is when we affiliated. Wow. Yeah. You became so. You guys became sole owners 2016, 17. Yeah, 2016 is when I bought okay. him out. Yeah. And it was just a difference of opinion. We weren't working together well. Mm-hmm. I remember someone in business telling me uh, this guy that was I was when I was in the investment business, and I told him was telling about my gym and how long I was partners. He goes, "What? You've been partners? You guys been partners almost 10 years?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, I couldn't stand my partner after five years. I couldn't even listen to his voice. <laughs> it's hard. I, mean, and I get that. Yeah. It is because it's like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had an affiliate at one point and there's a yeah, reason yeah. why it's not there anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is yeah, it's, like, it's almost like it's so hard to do it alone because there's yes. so many things that have to get done. Yes. Um, but depending on who your partners are, it's almost harder to do it with somebody because if you guys don't agree on things then nothing's getting done right chefs in the kitchen right yeah that's well said um i look at rhapsody and he's got three locations he's in uh south carolina alan shaw and he and his partner life partner and is his also his business partner but they're but he said they're complimentary he's the creative guy and his his partner is the like analytical detail guy Mm -hmm. and that works and that's my wife and i yeah I'm the walk around. I manage by walking around. You know, I'm the. She says I'm the show face. I'm the social media guy. <laughs> yep. But it. Ta- I mean, it really does take yeah. all those sides. That's right. To run a successful affiliate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. Did you guys ever want to open multiple ones? Never. <laughs> ah. Never. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at somebody like Kaliper, like you're saying with Rhapsody and, you know, that have multiple affiliates um, and you're just like, wow, that's so impressive. But yes. for me, I'm like you where I want to know every single client's name. Yes. I want to be able to, to um, interact with every single client. Um, and I couldn't do that with multiple affiliates and with kids and a husband. And, you know, it, it's just too much. I'd rather do one really, really well than have multiple. It's more fulfilling having one because you, like you said, you have more connection versus trying to spread it out too, too, right. too thin. Yep. And, and we learned that the hard way. Yeah, we exactly what you said. We learned it the hard way, and then yeah, because you had two for a while, right? Yeah, we had, we had, we had four, four at one point. point. Four. We have four locations at one point. They were yeah. you know small. They were subleasing, uh, you know, inside another gym, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Each time the lease expired, we just said, nah, I'm not going to renew. And now we're one and we're running better than ever. It's yeah. way more enjoyable for Yvonne and I. And and the gym is doing better in our members. Yeah. But like you said, you make you make the individual connection. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and so you've you spent a lot of people will say as many years as you've been doing CrossFit. By now, you should be either burned out or broken. <laughs> But if we, we're Jamie and I'm I, not the broken box check. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie and I were the first thing I came in this morning. We came in early to kind of talk about the podcast, what we're going to talk about. And he, the first thing he brought up was the gymnastic progression that you posted on Instagram. I think it was, uh, it this was year. the gymnasty Annie. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the press yeah. to handstand. But right. I watched those. Yeah, I watched those progressions on Instagram and I was blown away. And I thought, man, she's. 
were you wait did you get have you gotten better as an athlete over these almost 20 years um you know there's there's some things that for sure i have gotten better at um and that's why i love this sport right it's like you're just never there um even you know the tia claire toomey's yeah. and the, the matt frazier's yeah. is um i, like I would that. like to think that they feel like that like they're there is no ceiling. If you're yeah. doing something and you're doing it well, you could probably do it better. Or you could probably up the skill factor of it. Um, and that, and that is probably a huge part of why CrossFit is for anyone, but it's not for everyone because you have to be humble enough to know that even as the very best, you're never going to be, you're never going to know it all, be able to do it all. You're never going to have this thing mastered completely. Um, and so it's been fun to, learn a new skill like the press to handstand to, you know, even just mess around with how I do my ring muscle ups or just different things like that. Um, then there's like the strength side, just, you know, I had a knee issue. I had knee surgery, just, even just as, um, you know, being 47, being older, being a female, I can see my strength declining. Uh, and it, it was never huge to begin with. So that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, and I, and I just, emotionally battle with that kind of every day. But again, that's probably why I love this is because you, I'm never comfortable. I'm never satisfied. I'm never comfortable. Yes. Always hungry. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, is, that is interesting. There's, there's moments when I have, it was this, this weekend we did the legends competition yeah, workouts. Qualifiers. Yeah. And, and I connected my handstand pushups. Like I haven't connected them in like probably five years. And it was for me, it was like, aha, Okay, there it is. I got it. Oh my God. And then I get pissed. I'm 60 and I'm just now getting this. <laughs> You're 60, Craig? Yeah, yeah, I'm 60. No way. Yeah. Good oh, for yeah. you. Uh, thank but you. again, I mean, how amazing is that? Yes. Yeah. 60. You're having a breakthrough on handstand push-ups. We're, we're, we're the bulk of society. It's like at 60, you're you're doing good if you're taking a 30-minute walk a day. Right. right. Yeah, it's quite the contrast. Yeah. Um, do you guys, you guys have a legends class there at your gym? Yeah. So what, well, what we have right now, um, we have a, a, an older population in general. Like I just had about 19. Let me interrupt that. Let me interrupt that thought right there. Is it an older population because it started with you younger and stayed with you? Um, I think that's part of it. Yeah. So yeah. there's, we definitely have a lot of people that started at the original gym. So people that have been crossfitting, you know, since maybe they were in their forties and yeah. now we're in their late fifties. So yeah. for sure that's part of it. But that. then I think the other thing that's nice about that is that then when older clients come in to see if they want to do it, they see other older clients and they're not intimidated. It's not like everybody in here is 25 years old. So if somebody walks in at 55, they're like, this is not my gym. This is, this is, you know, these are not my people. Um, so, you know, we just had a class of, I just had a class of 19 people and my mom was in it, who's uh, 73 years old. And my partner's son was in it, who's 23 years old. Um, and we all did the same workout, uh, but we really like we ran the gamut as far as the ages go within that class. But then we do have so we have a a, a kid, Connor. I call him a kid. He's 30 who teaches. Um, it's kind of based off a lot of the ATG stuff. So it's kind of more strength mobility combined. Um, and that tends to be 
probably 60 plus that population only. Um, but it's a great class. They're, they're actually getting a lot of mobility with some strength training. Um, but it's not, I wouldn't even call that a legends class because every once in a while, one of our 30 year olds will drop into that class. Right. So it's not like designated, like you got to be this age and older to be part of it. Right. Nope. That's nope. Awesome. We like to think that um, all of our trainers, coaches are um, savvy enough. They're, they're educated enough that they could have, you know, 10 different levels in a class and give each one of them um, a, a, an appropriate stimulus, alternative modification, whatever it needs to be so that everybody can do essentially the same workout um, together. Scale by degree, not by kind. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. There it is. Uh, the that's what I, has somewhat happened with us is that in the certain age groups kind of bond together by class time. Yep. And yep. it's probably because it's first of all it's availability to, avail to, availability yeah. to come in, yeah. and then it becomes predominantly that age, which then draws in more people. Mm -hmm. Their yeah. friends and yeah. you know, their peers that see them and like, what are you doing? How come yeah. you look so good? Yeah, I, moving I, so well. I, yeah. I'm my. I'm thinking if I'm giving advice to a new affiliate owner, is don't stress about trying to have a legends class. Yeah, specific. Right. Yep. Do what Annie said, and in other words, make sure your coaches are really good at scaling, and then also making these individuals feel very welcome mm -hmm. yep. and comfortable, because then more will come. Yep, and mm -hmm. that's you know. Um, I'll have clients, uh, one of my mom's friends who's starting to come to the 9am class. Cause the 9am used to be a little bit more of like the quote unquote fire breathers. Right. And, you know, yeah. she was coming to class and she was like, you know, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I was like, don't be sorry. This is my job. This, I love to come up with options. That's going to, and I'm not just going to say sit-ups every time. Yeah. Right. Like if we're yeah. running 400 meters and she can't run, I'm not going to say, Oh, do 20 sit-ups. Like, yeah. like my, that makes me crazy when people do that. But, and yes. it's one of my favorite things is to think, okay, this is the stimulus we're trying to achieve with, with the athlete. How can I come up with something that's going to mimic that or be similar to that for this client who can't do it because of whatever it is? And I mean, honestly, that's like one of my favorite parts of my job. Agreed. Same. It's, it, it's having, having a, a member or client having that aha moment, like, Oh, I can still train, even though I, you know, I have a, this knee issue that I've been dealing with while you deal with that, let's do something else. Like right. And, and they don't feel like they're doing some lame watered down version of the workout. They feel like they're doing very much what everybody else is doing. They're, they're, they're after the same stimulus or whatever it is. And they're finishing, they're finishing in and around the yeah. same time. Exactly. It's funny though, that you say like, how people will feel like it's almost a burden, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't yes. want to, I don't want to show up because it's just more, but like you said, that's, we get joy out of that. Like totally. having an opportunity to show somebody how they can still participate in something and be successful at it. And then they can come back and do it correctly or as it was prescribed another time. Like, right. You have to be. Right. To yep. I, yep. That's one of the best. That actually, that, that's a lesson I'm, I'm going to take from this too, because it's, when we get, we'll occasionally, people fill out cancellation forms when yeah. they want to cancel or pause their membership, right? So they fill it out and 
the one that drives me crazy the most is, you know, I've got a knee injury or I'm getting, I'm, you know, I'm getting surgery on my elbow or I'm, you know, it's you know, some other type of injury need to take a break. And it drives me crazy because I know I have a full team of competent coaches that can work around that are eager. Yeah. But I, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to guilt these members now <laughs> you know, because what you said, exactly what you said, it's true. It is. I love it. If I come up with a really yeah. cool solution and I see right. their light bulb gone at them, it makes me feel good as coach. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just solved that. Right. Problem. And then you're right. creating a better, you know, a stronger rapport, better relationship with that person. And yes. they're going to continue to keep coming. Yeah, because they don't want to, they is to ultimately, make them not they, feel like the burden. Ultimately, they don't want to stop coming. And sometimes it's like, you know, maybe, hey, your doctor said don't don't use it. So they anticipate oh, like, God. okay, well, my doctor told me I can't do this anymore. It's like, well, your doctor said maybe don't do that. But here's something. We could do this. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And let's face it, like really fitness comes down to the consistency with which you do it, right? I mean, yes. you know, you could have the most About amazing. Anything else. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, so you could have the most amazing training program, but if you're not consistent with it, it's not effective and vice versa. You might not have the most brilliantly, you know, uh, beautifully programmed fitness program, but if you're consistent, you will see results. And that comes down to your clients trusting you and knowing that you're invested in their fitness. And then like you're saying, Jamie, then they want to come back every day. They want to come see what Jamie's going to come up with for this workout or for that substitution. Um, and that's it. I mean, it really just comes down to how many times can you get them in the gym? Cause that's when they're going to see results. Yeah. If they come in and we, we have that happen. You come in, remember Chris O'Carry comes in, he rides yeah. the bike. Yeah. Right. So he had uh, He's a perfect example. Surgery. He had knee replacement, partial knee replacement, come in and just rides the bike. And of course, you know, as he's riding the bike, he sees it and he sees everybody working out. And then he's like, Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to go do some bench press too. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, Chris McCurry is also the athlete where we go like, bro, <laughs> you literally have one of those heart stents in that's draining down your arm and into a bag on your leg. Do not Don't go push a sled. <laughs> right. Could you not get your goop all over the bench? <laughs> exactly. One of the things you said touched upon a point I wanted to ask you about. You talked about um, the consistency coming in on a regular basis. When you were training to compete um, for the CrossFit Games, were you thinking about this, this, the season as an athlete? Or were you simply thinking, I just need to tune up my you know, daily training that I normally do? Did, how did, did you approach it as an athlete? Would approach it? Um, and really get into the just the minutia of training, nutrition, recovery, and all of that? Or did you just continue to do CrossFit, but just a little bit harder? I would say it was probably more along the lines of I continued to do CrossFit, but just a little bit harder. Um, I use Jason Lydon for yeah, my programming, and he's the best. And I think, like, for me, Jason, we just have a fantastic relationship. I feel like he, as a father, as an affiliate owner, really understood – what my time constraints were and um, what my, what my external stressors were besides CrossFit, besides training. Um, and so he's, he's been my coach since uh, 2016 and we just, we mesh really well. So I just really trusted in whatever he was giving me. Um, and which was really just kind of, you know, maybe a little bit extra than what my normal training was. To be honest, like, I mean, I do really like to compete. Um, I don't think of myself as uber competitive. I do like to compete. More than anything, I love to train. 
I just love training. And so it was almost more like I did the games because I love training versus I trained because I wanted to do the games, if that makes sense. Yes, mm -hmm. it does a lot. A you lot love the sense. process. Yeah. I love the process. Yes. I love and you're, it. You're the one that does the games and then is still doing CrossFit and doing class. Yeah. It's, and and I'm, a, I'm in that. And it may, it may be because when we all started, but it's I'm in that kind of same place as well. And I don't, I'm not, it, it's not a criticism of the athletes to just really focus on being an athlete, but it is interesting. But the one thing I want to take away from what you said, and I think, I hope other people, if, when they watch this, if they watch this, will take away. There are a lot of popular coaching programs out there yeah. and up and coming athletes tend to gravitate towards the ones that do the best on Instagram or, or maybe have the biggest name athletes. Mm -hmm. And we know who those programs are. Um, one of the thing that, the one thing that Annie said is that um, Jason understood her, her family, her situation, her living. And I think about Yvonne and you, and you're close to Yvonne. You know what she does. You know what you know what what she has in her daily life. And then I think about um, Adler, Jeff Adler, yeah. and his coach Carolyn Lambre. And Carolyn Lambre is well, his fiance, but yep. she's there in his affiliate. She can see him nice. visually. She knows what his life are. She knows what his weaknesses are. There are a lot of athletes, and if you're thinking about competing, there are a lot, a lot of really, really good coaches throughout the CrossFit community. Mm -hmm. Don't feel compelled to lean into the one with the best name or names. Um, yep. Find the one that aligns with you and your lifestyle, that understands right. you, your weaknesses. I mean, that's kind of how uh, Madero's found Adam. Well, that's right. Adam right. Like right. They had to write out a whole letter to him and, you know, explain why he was doing this. And like they made a connection that way versus, hey, let me subscribe to this training program. Right. 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 And again, I think that's like, you know, your 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 program is only as effective as you trust your coach and your program. So, again, you could have the most brilliant program, but if you don't trust it and you're not completely bought in, how effective is it going to be? Um, whereas if you're completely bought into whatever you're doing and you're giving it your all, it might not be the most, um, you know, sexy programmed uh, uh, template or whatever, but it's highly effective because you are completely bought into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. really cool. That's a great lesson as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially as masters, you know, this, your wife knows this. There is zero money and there's almost, <laughs> there is very little fame, very little money in being a master's athlete. Yeah. So you better be doing it because you love it. Passion. Because Has unless passion. you're Ron Ortiz, you are not going to get rich and famous off of being a master's athlete. He, he is a beautiful man though. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. But, I, you know, and he has, he has a capacity that is not normal for a master's yeah. athlete. Yeah. Right. Uh, people yeah. need to understand that too. Like the stuff that he was able to do with Rich and with all of those guys for years when he was in his early 50s, that's the anomaly mm. by far. Like that is a genetic freak of a man. That is not the norm. Yes. Clean and jerk at, over, at age 50, clean yep. and jerk north of 300. Right. Snatch at like 275 to 300. Right. And be doing similar volume to Froning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not be completely broken. I mean, he is for sure the exception, not the Absolutely. Norm. Thank 
God, I was a couple of years older than him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you aged up. Yeah. Cause I aged up and he was still, he was still and down he, below. And, and the, and the, the year I had my success is he won the CrossFit games yeah. in the, at like age 48 in the yeah. 45 to 49 year old age group. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's incredible. Freddie Camacho used to talk about that a lot as well. Um, the, Oh, the, 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 I, I got distracted here because I had a question all lined up for you in my head. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem with getting older in, in doing oh, this. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, you know what I want to tell you? The reason why, the re, actually, the reason that started this whole idea of having you on the podcast, I wanted to talk about because it's against relative to affiliate owners. Um, I, was, I was shocked about your having to move your gym. Yeah. And the stuff like that scares you had to move the gym. So as affiliate owners, stuff like that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Like that's the one thing. Cause I lease, I don't own the building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so jealous of these people who live in Texas and Nebraska and Midwest. Right. right. Stacey Tovar has on. the whole building, built the whole building for her. You gym. Should, have you been to, to that gym? No, not yet, but I saw it's enormous. My God. <laughs> I mean, as Californians are like, our first thought is like, Oh my God, what is that per month? Yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, like we're paying 10 grand for 4,000 yes. a month almost. Oh, and yeah. Without your utilities. I mean, it's crazy in California. It's total gym envy. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys had to move. Yes. And you yeah. had to shut down um, and before you, like for a period of time and yep. then move. Yep. So what happened? Um, so, so we moved into that space 15 years ago. We literally went from the original CrossFit gym um, on Research Park Drive. We were walking one day, Jimmy and uh, Rob and Eva and Michelle and I, we found this space literally 200 meters from the original gym. Oh, wow. And we opened that in 2008. Um, and we were there for 15 wow. years. And we started with just wow. about 2,000 square feet. We overtook um, the other side of the garage. So we had almost, we had like just under 4,000 square feet. Um, and then with it came um, a couple of offices, which as a CrossFit gym, you don't need it. Well, we subleased it to some of our clients. So we had a massage, uh, massage studio, uh, the girl that did like facials and esthetician, a hair salon, and this other guy that just rented for an office. It was amazing. And so, you know, nobody our our co-tenants aren't complaining about us because they're our they're all our clients um on the other side of the building was a plumbing business and to his credit he is a small owned business um he started you know his own plumbing business and he grew and he got more and more successful and he needed more and more space and so he solicited our landlord um to buy the space and he, he oh. kept nagging him and the landlord kept saying no. And then he finally caved. Unfortunately, he never really gave us the option to counter the offer to buy the building. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, I don't know that we could have or would have done it, but it was right. basically he sold the building to this plumbing company who needed the space that we were in. Um, and so that, that was a total. About, so they had to honor our lease, which was up in April of this year. Um, and then they actually let us uh, just go month to month for um, May. And then beginning of June, they said, sorry, we, we just really need this space too bad. Um, and so we had to move. 
we knew about this in about November of last year. So we started looking mm -hmm. and we were looking all over. We were trying to stay within like the, you know, two mile radius of where we were. Sure. Then we expanded to Scotts Valley to like all oh, over wow. Santa Cruz. And we looked for nine months and I cannot tell you how many buildings I looked at, owners I talked to, places I was like, this is it. This is going to be the spot. Um, and just to no avail. Either it was too expensive, they didn't have the parking, um, just numerous for numerous reasons we couldn't move in. Um, so luckily, right towards the end, we knew we were out. We had no idea where we were going to go. Um, and luckily, we found a space. It is a little bit further than our current space so we're going to end up losing some people um but it was it was a lease that we could sign and we were really happy um unfortunately that space is um it's currently being rented till like the beginning of september we had to be out um july 1st and you know once that once it's ready in september then they still have to go in and section it off and it has 10 foot drop ceilings so they're gonna have to lift the ceilings lift all the hvac the lighting yada yada so we probably won't be in until november so we were i mean literally there was probably like three weeks left of where we were in the original space we had no idea what we were going to do we had no idea where we were going to keep our equipment and we were just like backs up against the wall one of our clients said hey i'm a member of this Seventh-day Adventist church. They have this huge piece of property just up the road. Um, there's a warehouse on the property and I can put you in touch with the guy to see if you guys could rent the warehouse for a little bit. So we were like, okay, sure. Unfortunately, they have a, a conference up here on this property. I mean, it's a huge piece of property. They have a conference for the first three weeks of July. This is how big the property is. In, the, in those three weeks, 10,000 people are on this piece of property with RVs, tents. Like that is how big this property wow. is. Wow. 10,000 for the games. <laughs> you, I mean, it actually gives kind of ranch-esque vibes. It's really That's cool. awesome. It's kind of up um, old San Jose road. So there's just trees all around us. Um, there's like hills that we can go run out the back door. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll be here for um, a, a, until the other space is ready and then we can move in that other space. So yeehaw. So, so is it so just for anybody that's, you know, that's kind of newer to CrossFit, you know, affiliate owners, we, one of the things we do is we accumulate shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the equipment that gets oh, yeah, used it's, once it's, it's, a year. It's parked somewhere, it gets hidden, <laughs> and it gets put away. And then you just never want to see it. Like It's like you, you see it, you're like, oh, I got to do something about that. I got to do it. And you just don't. We have this loft area, and we're yeah. and Yvonne oh, and I are just man. dreading the day. We're going to, like, she goes, we're gonna just going to get a junk trailer and just throw it in there and drive it away. <laughs> yep. And it's and so so it's really hard. And then you got your member base that you got to worry about. Because if you move locations, people, yeah. people have routines yeah. around their yep. It's part of their lifestyle. So then you're thinking, oh, no, now I'm going to disrupt that. And then you got to, as an affiliate owner now, you got all the normal stuff you have to deal with. Now you got to deal with leases. You got to deal with insurance. You got to deal with address changes. Just all zoning issues. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, there was definitely a few min minutes where I was like, maybe, maybe we're done. Maybe, maybe I just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody else's gym. Um, it and just it have the energy and enthusiasm to do it. Huh? You, you, you almost like you, you like you want to pass it on so someone else can. Yeah. Like it's been 15 good years and you know right. what, maybe, maybe I just go train for somebody else's gym. And, um, and then 
you know, I would, I would look around our gym because we were still open and you see the connections that people have with each other. Um, and it's, and that's what we would lose because not everybody yeah. would go to the same gym. Yep. Um, and that the connection that people have with each other and that we have with them is the most fulfilling thing for me of what I do as a coach. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner, Kelly and I were like, Nope, there's no way. Like we're, we'll lay down, we'll scrap, we'll do whatever we got to do to make this work. Um, and you know, like now, now that we finally have the lease signed, this was the biggest blessing I could have ever received. Wow. We had been in that space for 15 years. We had been, there was a lot of stuff that we were doing there that I took from the original gym because I managed the original gym for years. So like some of the ways that we were doing things hadn't really been updated for probably 15 years. And then, like you said too, Craig, like we owned pieces of equipment that we hadn't gotten rid of in 15 years. So this is the best opportunity for us to just hit the reset button, you know, to, to keep what's good and get rid of what's not working. And it's one of those things where you didn't know what you didn't know exactly that's that's so well put and then you and then as soon as you you make the move and you're like oh and you yep. grow, and you grow and you got it like we, we fail at the margins of our experience yeah 100 like, again crossfit like it's and, and so as soon as you start doing it, you're like oh oh we're gonna be better I and mean, you learn yeah. some adversity and this is well that's, that's the other perfect thing. example right of, of adversity right adversity it's it's the cold plunge yeah <laughs> you, know, you, you do yeah. it you know, five days of doing it and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't get better when you're comfortable. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's been the biggest blessing for us. Again, I think we're going to lose some clients. Sure. Uh, and that does, you know, that breaks my heart. On the other hand, we stand the chance to gain some clients to just change up how, how we're doing things. And I'm really excited about that. For affiliate owners that have been at it a while, our legacy is not our, our brand or even the facilities or the equipment. It's the relationships that develop. I got, I got so much. I got so much. And it, it, part of it is that now as I'm getting older, I'm getting more emotional. And, you know, I get, I get you know, I, I cry more in movies. And stuff. Lazy eyes. But I was looking at I was looking at Instagram this last weekend and we had um, um, Joe and uh, yeah, Joe and, and Monica Joseph got and married. Monica. Yeah. And then Laura and Nick got married. Yep. And then the week before it was Cynthia and Jackson. And, and, yeah. Jackson. and what's what's not, what's interesting about it is all these members that are getting married is all the Diablo people that are at the at the weddings, right? And the reception, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God, this is all. And they're tagging Diablo CrossFit in the pictures. <laughs> that is, that's our legacy. Yeah. That's exactly. And it doesn't matter what four walls you're in. No. It's that connection of people that that you take with you no matter where you go, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the idea of moving and the act of moving is what made that a reality for me. You know, it's um, yes, that that gym was special and the space was special, but everything that was really built in that gym comes with us when we move. Yeah, it does. That's awesome. Yeah. And it is the the part of me, though, is like I'm kind of a little bit jealous, too, because like getting rid of some of that stuff. Oh, okay. Wait, when you were saying that, when you were saying the equipment, one one of the things that we still hung on to, do you remember, I think it was, um, what was the one that TJ ran NorCal? 
NorCal Masters. No, NorCal Masters, that's right. NorCal Masters. And I think it was Jeremy that came up with, do you remember those um, wheelbarrow things? Yeah. <laughs> we still have, one. The we still have those. <laughs> <laughs> we were like moving our mats with those wheelbarrows. That's oh, amazing. We were like sleds and wheelbarrows. Yeah, yep. yep. all in one. Yes, <laughs> and I always think of And a weight holder. Called, yeah. It was called like the Diablo something. Or yes, like, it was. Uh, yeah. The Diablo sled or something. I think it was the Diablo sled. Yeah, it was the Diablo. El Diablo. We called El that. Diablo. Right. El Diablo. Right. We still have those. That's amazing. Do we uh, still have some? Yeah, we have a single we one. Have one. Okay, good. And it's you know, that was, and here you go, um, affiliate owners. Another lesson you can take from the veterans. <laughs> Don't chase <laughs> shiny objects. <laughs> Leave the equipment manufacturing <laughs> to the professional. To, to the professionals. <laughs> if you if you start to think like, hey, I wonder if we should do this, um, just DM no. Annie, <laughs> DM me, DM Jamie Lee. We'll tell you. DM CJ Martin. Yeah. Oh, yes. And they'll was all that Jeremy that came up with those. Yes, he, yeah, yeah. Very, brilliant engineering mind. It was great, but it was a very, it was very expensive. It was expensive, but it was expensive on space. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's that's, a space that's exactly truck. it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, really crafty and fun, but how often do you use it? Yeah, you just don't. We did actually use them a lot when we had a lot of sled. But that was before we couldn't run in the parking lot. Yeah. The, oh, that's right. Yeah, we used to sled outside yeah. until our landlords caught onto it. Yeah. 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 That's so great. I know. I know. And, and, and yeah, question though, is that going with you to the new space? Yeah. I mean, that's how we're moving our mats. If nothing else. <laughs> and by the way, again, for people that are listening, um, if you could like the one most horrible thing that every time I do it, I say, I'm never going, I'm six years old. I'm not doing this again. Fucking mats. Is moving those damn stall mats, uh, having to cut them or reshape them. They tear up your hands, like the eat up your shins. They're the worst. They're the most awkward, heavy mats ever. That's the, right. And it, so when we moved into this temporary space right now, um, we had stored them all in a friend's trailer. And he he pulled them up here, and it was just me and this one other guy. Oh, my God. It, I, I have not – I was so worked out. Like, yeah. filthy and just – it felt like I had deadlifted 5,000 pounds. <laughs> and your grip is completely yeah. gone. <laughs> grip hurt for, like, three days. Oh, yeah. Horrid. <laughs> Yeah, oh, those God. are awful, and that is. I know we sound like we're bitching. As if owner, you but. if you mess around with those mats, you'll know exactly what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly, uh -huh. and, and, and you can't. Like I'm so OCD. Like I can't have any little gap that's got to yeah. be cut perfectly. Yeah. Oh yeah, around all the pull-up structures. And in and, and in 20 years, in 20 years of affiliate steel installments, no one has come up with a better way to cut those down. Totally I think they still debate it online. I don't think there is a good No, way. there's not. It's just well, a, and like for us, the exacto knife. I, yeah. I don't, probably for you guys, they expand and contract with the Yes, that's right. It's yes, the, the worst. Oh, yeah. There's is. a bubble in the floor, and then two days later, <laughs> there's a big gap. You know, I mean, they're, they're horrific, but you have to have them. Or if the concrete's sneaking out from underneath it. <laughs> it's so true. Though. There is. It's like the bubbled one day, and then, then there is. There's a gap. Yeah, two days yeah just a river running through the mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We could go, like, for hours, Annie, telling stories. Oh, like, yeah. And it is and it is part of the whole process of being an affiliate owner, but there is great joy. Yeah. I um, Back to the point about the relationships, I tell people this often. 
you know, if I'm, we, Yvonne and I were sat at a wedding last year and we, and she started doing the math. I'm like, you know how many of our members like met and got married? And Jamie's heard this before. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. One of them. And we, including Jamie and Christy Lee, um, but we've had 17 couples meet and get married. Wow. In, in our history. And about seven or eight of them have had kids. Yep. And I always say, look, if, if nothing else, and I'm, I'm dead and I'm standing in front of God, and he said, well, what did you do? I'm like, I did that. He <laughs> <laughs> brought them together. Yes. Yeah. That's so incredible. That really is a huge claim. Yeah, that's it's it's a cool thing, and it's one of the again, it's one of the legacies why we we have like, it literally gets fired up to come in to to keep this going. Like, yep, exactly, exactly. Like, how many other workout regimens could say that? You know, yeah. and again, I think that's why CrossFit is so effective is because of the community aspect of it. It's a, the community. You know, I can't tell you how many of our members at six a.m would probably just hit the snooze if they were going to Gold's Gym. But mm. they want to see Barbara and find out what's going on with her dog or, you know, whatever oh it is. It's the people that bring them back in. I mean, yes, is CrossFit the most effective training program? 100%. Yes. I think a lot of that is also because of the consistency of its members and it's the community that, that really supports that consistency. You go to the, and what's cool about that is it, you go to, like, I go to the games and I've been to the games a lot of times. You go as a commentator and, and uh, you might not go otherwise, but you go and you still get the chills when you come, when you go in. I did, like, I still get excited, but then you start, I'm walking around all weekend and I'm talking to people just casually, randomly everywhere. Like, just, yeah. you know, people in the RVs, people there, I'm like, everybody's just like, we, you, there's a connection you have. It's just like talking to somebody in an affiliate. Yes. Yeah, like instantly you bond and you yeah. talk and you get and there's really and you don't you don't even have to talk about CrossFit, but all of a sudden yeah. you have a you're having a really kind of meaningful conversation with people, random people, and there's something special about that. That again, that's that's why I love part one of the many reasons why I love the magic of CrossFit piece yeah. that she did. There's something it's about suffering together, the getting better together, focusing on positive things in life together that makes it really cool. It goes beyond yeah. the affiliate. Well, you know, when, when everything was kind of going down in um, 2020 and, you know, people were pulling out and um, we were contemplating like, okay, are we going to stay a, a, an affiliate or are we going to pull out? And so you know, we. yep. Um, it was, it was really hard because obviously not being a CrossFit affiliate does not change what happens within the four walls of your gym on a daily basis. Like you're still Craig, your coaches are still who they are. You're still giving them great workouts, call it whatever you want. It doesn't change. But what I was really mourning was that global connection mm -hmm. that you have when you're a CrossFit gym and there's people from Asia or, you know, Europe or all these other, there is this unwritten global connection with people. Um, and then like you're saying, we're, when you're at the games or in the airport and you see somebody that has a CrossFit shirt, you're like, that's my people right there. Yeah. Uh, and the For thought sure. of <laughs> that was really devastating. I mean, that's probably the only reason we didn't just immediately pull out. We, um, I don't know if you remember, but you were one of the people I called during that. Yes. Yes. And had a, and just kind of had a heart to heart conversation about everything that was happening. And when right. I was trying, I just trying to gauge where you stood on it all. And it was, that was a very, for me, it was a very influential conversation. I'll never forget it, but it was, uh, it was one of the things that helped keep me in the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
I yeah. appreciate that. And, and that's, again, but that's the cool thing about the CrossFit community and affiliate owners. And I'm seeing really cool now is I'm seeing affiliate owners more and more come together. It's one of the cool things that CrossFit is doing and Donna's doing is bringing affiliate owners together more and more and more. Yep. And yeah, that absolutely. helps because you build those relationships, then you're not alone. Yeah. Yep. yep. And yeah, you realize like other affiliates have the same issues, troubles, you know, whatever it is that you do. Um, and this is how they've uh, dealt with it. This is how they've mitigated it. And it's super helpful. I think that's one of the reasons why they did have some affiliates, many affiliates drop off during that period of time is because from like probably like 2000, I want to say like 14 to 2020, we kind of lost touch with each other. Yeah. Yep. We were all yeah. on, on our own islands trying to focus on running our businesses and we didn't, weren't getting together and doing those things. Right. Cool. Yeah. And it's hard because there were so many popping up. You really yeah, have to right. focus on yourself and yeah. making sure you, you were the one, you know, so it, it, there, there wasn't the impetus to kind of bond together a little bit more as gyms. And, and now I think there is, it's, you know, there's an inherent quality control. There are just gyms that aren't going to make it. Um, and then you realize too, at least for us in Santa Cruz, where there's umpteen CrossFit gyms, um, that really just comes down to there's a different gym for everybody, yeah. you know, and it's, yes. we may, it, it may come down to programming. It may come down to community. It may come down to whatever it is, music choice, whatever, but there really is a gym for everybody. And we're not going to change who we are to try to suit everybody. We are who we are. Somebody's going to like our gym. Somebody's not into us. They're going to go to a different one. And that we just have to stay true to ourselves um, and how we want to run things and know that we're going to appeal to some and not others. And that, that is what it is. I love that. That's yeah. very, that was a very freeing moment for me internally as a business owner is when, you know, if I had a member leave here and then, you know, they're going and they're training over at sweatshop and be, that used to bother me. Now it's like, yes, they stayed with CrossFit. Yeah. I'm so glad. Like didn't they like, lose somebody from yes. the overall right. Yeah, goal. We, yes, we didn't lose them to something else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You just cannot make everybody happy. Well, no, and that's okay. It. I think that the more important thing is to just stay true to who you are. You know what the vibe or whatever it is of your gym, what the culture is of your gym, um, and just know that some people are going to be drawn to it and others aren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and we've kept you for an hour and I, um, I can talk about it all day. You no, know, we can trade stories. And um, I would love to have you back on anytime. Please. I love this. Yeah, this is great. And, and uh, I it'll do. I want to wait until after you're in your new place, because it'd be cool to talk about that process, too. That would be super fun. Yeah. OK. And you said you're moving to the new spot in September, September. We're ho well, they're out in September. OK, um, okay. they're going to do the build out and everything. Yep, they probably won't move. We probably won't move in until maybe November ish, is what okay. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll take us too long once what they're doing is done. Um, but until then, we have a great spot. It's super funky, um, but it's kind of old. It's kind of the reminder that you don't need a ton of bells and whistles. Yeah. You don't need a huge rig or this, that. You just need some barbells, um, somewhere to run, a couple rowers. And the community will come oh, yeah. and some bodies to do some work. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Some, some mops to mop up the sweat and you're good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, it's been great going through this whole process together with you and watching your success within the CrossFit world. We enjoy you as a commentator a great deal. 
Thank you. Um, your energy and enthusiasm and passion for it just shows on your face every yeah. time you, you talk about it. So we're, we're grateful for that. I'm pleased to be able to call you a, you know, a, a, a comrade in, in what we do here. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate all the years that, you know, we've been friends and um, owned affiliates together, done grid. <laughs> we didn't get to grid. That's a whole, we'll save it for the next conversation. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> and I keep saying we got to do a whole grid episode. I can't wait. For yeah. It. I, that would be pretty funny, right? Yeah. Benny yeah. and Sam. Oh and my yep. God. Yeah. If people. That was fun. <laughs> it, yes. it was, it was a lot. Great of friendships that developed from it, that. Totally. Oh. Yep. Totally. Right on. Well, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, you guys. Really good to see you. All right. You have an awesome day. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye.